On tonight's episode of the podcast, I talk Valero Texas Open. I make my picks for NHL and NBA, the Raptors and the losing streak. I talk super teams in the NBA. Also, catch up on my NCAA bracket, look at Champions League, and my top 10. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Saturday, everyone. I hope you're enjoying your weekend. Lots to cover on the show today. So let's start off with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors ended their losing streak. Uh, they won big 130 to 77 over the Golden State Warriors. Raptors look like they had everything working. Everything was pieced together. Rebounding is still an issue. They're still not able to get enough rebounds, but they played all four quarters of basketball, and they dominated Siakam with 36 points. Uh, Trent Jr. Uh, participating and putting in the points. He had over 20, coming off a nice uh, over 30 points on the night before against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But to, again, the Raptors ended the losing streak, which is good. They went 1-13 in March, which is really, really tough. You know, they had some close games, but you know what? COVID did affect this team. There was chemistry missing. Listen, uh, Lowry didn't get traded, but, you know, Norman Powell, Davis, Thomas, they all got traded to new teams, and they were missing pieces. They're still being affected by the center position. Listen, Boucher can do whatever he can. Baines can do whatever. You can blame Masai for whatever, and also not going for a trade, this, this, and this. It is what it is, but the Raptors looked good against the Golden State Warriors. Golden State was still missing some players, but again, they dominated the team. They looked good, and that's the one thing. They have to dominate against teams like that, and we have games coming up where the Raptors are going to need to win. They play the Wizards on Monday. They have a tough opponent on Tuesday against the Lakers. Back-to-back, Raptors seem to have a lot of back-to-back games. Uh, We had the Blazers and then the Pistons earlier this week. And then, you know, again, like I stated, Wizards and Raptors on Monday and Tuesday. So those are going to be tough ones. Luckily enough, they're both at home, but they're still back-to-back, which can still take a toll on the body. So will this big win kickstart a movement of going in the right direction, going up? Or is it at the point where, you know, you win that lucky one and then you struggle against your next two? We'll see. And we're going to be seeing, you know, The Wizards Monday, who we've beaten, you know, we've played well. And, you know, we can play well against the Lakers, too. So we'll see how everything goes over the next coming days. But the Raptors do have tough opponents coming over the next couple weeks. And I know what? And we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season as well. So let's take a look here at their next few games. So Wizards, Lakers, I talked about. Bulls, uh, Cavaliers, the Knicks, the Hawks, Spurs, Magic, Thunder again, and the Nets. So some tough opponents there as well. And like I stated, we're coming closer and closer to the end of the season. And we'll see how everything goes. Plus, we hope that they're in a good stature where they can get into the play-in tournament too. That this can help them get into the playoffs. So we'll see what the Raptors will be doing. Now, I bring up the Lakers as one of their opponents. And one of the segments I was going to talk about was going to be the super teams. Are the super teams now becoming super-duper teams? Are they coming bigger and better? Now, we all talked about years ago how LeBron James might have kick-started this. Not really, because you know what? 
Garnett, uh, Ray Allen, and also Paul Pierce kind of got it going when they got them all to come to Boston and start their super team. And, you know, that started a little thing, and then you saw it branch out, and you saw LeBron getting Wade. Well, no, sorry. LeBron and Bosch both went to Wade in Miami, got their team going, and then we saw what KD did when he left to go to Golden State to join that team. And then we saw LeBron doing changes in Cleveland, you know, trying to get traded the first overall pick with Wiggins to get love. Plus, you have Kyrie, Tristan Thomas. Plus, you're trying to build a bench as well because I remember they had Derrick Rose on the team. They're trying to do enough to try and compete and dominate. And, you know, it kind of helped a little bit with LA too. You know, you're trying to get them to get uh, Anthony Davis, which they got, trading away pieces to build more. You got Marcus Harrell who came in, tried to get Gasol to help. Now you got Andre Drummond coming there. And then you see what Brooklyn has done. You saw what Brooklyn did at the beginning of the season. You had Durant and you had Kyrie coming in. And then you were like, well, we need more pieces. So let's trade away our system and let's get James Harden in. You traded in Harden. Well, now we need some bigs. You have DeAndre Jordan, yes, but he's not the DeAndre Jordan of the Clippers. He, he let, Let's get a piece you know, similar to him. Let's get Blake Griffin. Now they have Blake Griffin. And then now who else did they bring in? LaMarcus Aldridge. So the, the Nets are looking for a down the road. Let's make a trip to the finals. Let's make sure that no one's in our way in the East. Let's be more powerful and help muscle the, the Celtics. Let's help muscle the Bucks. Let's just move past uh, the Heat. Let's just dominate the East and go straight to the finals. That's what their goal is. And the Lakers, well, you know what? They rebuttaled and they got Andre Drummond. They got Drummond to come in now. So Gasol, we know that he might be on the way out. He might be on the outside looking in because of this. And you know what? We'll see what the Lakers do. Like, again, their, their front court's going to look good. Their court's going to look great. You're going to have LeBron. Once Anthony Davis is healthy, he's going to be there. And then you also have uh, Harnell, who you got from the Clippers. And then you also got uh, Drummond, who's joining the Lakers too. So your court's going to be looking good. You're going to be big. But again, like I stated, are now the super teams just becoming so dope or so super duper, not dope as in cool, but super duper duper to the point where now they're just being just those two single teams because the buyout market is, looks like everyone wanted to go there. There's talks that Drummond wanted to go to the Nets. There's talks that Drummond wanted to go to the Lakers. And there's talks that Blake Griffin wanted to go somewhere else. The Raptors were trying to make plays to get some of these players into play for them to help them get to the next level. But again, like you have those teams that are wanting to go and win a championship. We're seeing those team players chase a championship again. We thought it was all settled when Kawhi got Paul George, made everything evened out, and everything needs to be settled in the NBA. But now here we are again. We have people chasing with LeBron because they think that LeBron's the best way to get them to a ring. We have people going to Brooklyn because you have those big three guys. We'll see what happens there. We'll see what goes on in the playoffs. Listen, Blake Griffin, as much as he is good, He's not the same Blake Griffin from the Clippers, or even earlier when he went to the or when he was traded to the Pistons. There's issues there, health issues. He can't really maintain durability. DeAndre Jordan, like I talked about, he's not the same DeAndre from the Clippers. He's a little slow there too. And the Marcus Aldridge, well, he's up and down as well. There's a reason why the Spurs said goodbye because you know what? They thought that he was missing something too. So you have the big three of Harden, Kyrie, and Harden. And then you have so Kyrie, sorry, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. I said Harden twice. And then you see Aldridge, Griffin, and you have DeAndre Jordan. So you have three big men there. 
who can make an impact and make changes for this roster. So it's going to be interesting to see when the playoffs start what's going to happen. Now, like I talked about, Griffin, durability. Another part, can DeAndre Jordan be the big man? Or can LaMarcus Aldridge be that functioning player for that big three? They're still lacking defense. They're still lacking some depth. So we'll see how everything goes for this team. And then LA, well, we know what LA can do. LA will still survive even without uh, Andre Drummond. But I think Andre Drummond does help them out a bit to move them forward. So we'll see what LeBron does. We'll see how everything goes in the playoffs. You know what, Utah is still looking good, but it all matters what you do in the playoffs. It's great what's happening now, but tell me what's gonna, what you're going to do. Can these teams go on a deep run? Is the Are the Nets really that big of a threat? Are they? Listen, Durant can do everything for that team and carry them, but again, can they stop and get other teams from prevent other teams from scoring? That's going to be the concern. Depth will be an issue for the Nets. That's what it's going to be. You're going to have to rely heavily on those big three and those guys that you just required. That's going to be even more difficult too. Can they, can, can they be durable as well? We know what Aldridge did when he played in San Antonio, even back when he played for Portland years back. He is a good, solid player. But for Brooklyn, it's going to be different. Can he go with that pace? Because it's going to be a a high-powered scoring offense. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the pace. Can those guys keep up with that pace, especially if they go on a deep run for the playoffs? We'll see. We'll see what these super-duper-duper teams that just were formed. And we'll see how everything works out, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Well, it's time for my picks. It is Saturday, so I'm going to be doing my 5 NHL, 5 NBA. Last week I had a good weekend. Not bad, but not great. Uh, but let's hope for the 10-0. That's what I'm always looking for, for 10-0 uh, for my picks. So I'm doing my 5 games, NBA and NHL. Uh, I've added a game from Monday uh, for each. Uh, 3 from Monday for the NBA, 1 for the NHL. But I'm going to go over my picks with the NHL. And again, I still need to order my next jersey. I know last week I talked about it. And yes, I will be ordering my next jersey. And once I get that, I will post it. I'm still trying to decide who I want to get. Should it be Andre, or sorry, RJ Barrett? Or should I just go with a classic Carmelo Anthony? Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. But I'm probably leaning towards one of those two. At least, you know what, you can represent the Canadian, which is great, because R.J. Barrett is a good player. You know, we'll, we'll see how everything uh, turns out when I make that decision. Plus, maybe I'll order some other jerseys as well. But I am happy about T.Y. Hilton re-signing, so I don't have to buy another Colts jersey. That's the one thing that I was worried about. But, again, yes, I will be buying my next jer- next jersey. So, going on to my picks, I'll start with NHL. Lightning and Red Wings, Capitals and Devils, Stars versus Hurricanes, Leafs versus Flames, and on Monday, I am going with the Avalanche versus the Wild. So who am I liking? I'm liking the Lightning over the Red Wings. Uh, Capitals versus Devils. I'm going to go with the Devils with the upset. I'm going to go with, I'm going with the Wild pick here, going with the upset. So, and then the Stars versus the Hurricanes. Let's go with the Dallas Stars. We'll see how that goes. And the Leafs versus the Flames. Let's go Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what's going to be happening. Toronto Maple Leafs. And Monday, we'll be going with the Avalanche uh, over the Wild. So that's going to be uh, my picks. So again, I'll just repeat. We have Tampa Bay. I'm going with New Jersey. I'm going to be going with the Stars in Dallas. I'm going to go with the Maple Leafs uh, over the Flames. And then I'm liking the Avalanche 
over the Wild. So I'm looking at those picks. Those are the picks that I'm liking. Now, NBA. Uh, so I talked about the Knicks last week. That will be happening. So we have two games from tomorrow, which is Sunday. And then the rest of my games are going to be for Monday night. And I'll co go over the remainder of my picks, depending on when the games finish Monday night uh, for that. So uh, going on to... NBA, we got the Lakers and the Clippers, Grizzlies and the 76ers, then Monday, Raptors, Wizards, Utah versus the Mavs, Kings versus the Timberwolves. So I'm liking those matchups. So uh, for the Lakers and the Clippers, you know what? I'm going to go with the Clippers on this one. I'm, I'm going to choose this one. We'll see how everything goes. Uh, but you know what? Andre Drummond's with the team. Uh, but like I'm saying, the Clippers need to start getting back to what they're playing with. So again, the Clippers uh, over the Lakers, uh, Grizzlies and 76ers. Uh, we'll see how every, we'll see how this one goes. So Grizzlies have been playing okay. 76ers are being one of the best teams, and I should have talked to them as being a, an opponent or a roadblock for the Nets when the playoffs started. So I'm liking the 76ers uh, for this. Now Monday's games, uh, I'm liking the Raps over the Wizards. I'm liking Utah over the Jazz. And then I'm going to go with the Kings over the Timberwolves. Because the, King, the Kings have been playing good. Timberwolves have not. So I'm liking those four or so those five games. So just to recap my picks. Tampa, uh, New Jersey, Stars, Maple Leafs, Avalanche for my hockey. And then Clippers, 76ers, Raptors, Utah, and the Kings for the NBA. So let's hope for 10-0. Uh, I will recap my picks. Uh, for uh, that on Monday, if the games have ended, and depending on when I are uh, recording my podcast, there is a good chance I will be uh, going over these picks Monday night for that episode of the cast. So tune in to that as well. And again, once I get my next jersey in, I will be showing it off just to advise, well, what happens when you keep betting against the Knicks and the Knicks end up winning? Just a shocker. Maybe I'll do this again for another pick uh, as well. So we'll see how it goes uh, later on in the season. Valero Texas Open uh, final round is tomorrow. I haven't done much coverage on this one. I have been focusing on some other areas. So I will be honest, I have slacked a little bit on this golf tournament. It is the one week away from the Masters. The final round, uh, sorry, the final tournament before the Masters. This is important for some golfers just because it's inflicting on their rankings. So guys like Ricky Fowler, who probably needs to win this tournament to even get a shot into next week's tournament, uh, really needs this. But when we're looking at the top uh, three, uh, so Spieth, Wallace, Hoffman, that's Charlie Hoffman. Spieth and Wallace are tied for 12 under. Hoffman sitting at 10 under. And for Canadians, we have Corey Connors, who's going to be in the Masters next week. As well, I will be doing an episode next Wednesday of the podcast, uh, going over the Masters, getting everything ready, uh, and also be discussing my pool that I'm doing through a golf store that I do purchase from time to time called the Niagara Golf Warehouse. Um, so I, I've done it last year, or sorry, for the last Masters, I've done it in years past. So I'm going to be discussing uh, my my picks uh, for that on Wednesday's episode, a special episode, the Masters episode. So I will be discussing that. But going back to the Valero uh, Open, Spieth is now tied. Now, this isn't the first time this season that he has been tied going to the final round. Now, he has had issues where he's trying to maintain the lead, and he has collapsed. So could this be the day that he finally closes out? 
who knows if we'll see how everything turns out for him because he needs to start getting back into that winning way he starts getting back to the 2015 speed that we saw that dominated the pga you know what he has been consistent but that 2015 year he was just dominating everyone and we saw what happened with him at the one year at the masters so can he do uh, can he close up can he's can, can he be doing what he's been missing out on the last few tournaments when he has had the lead? He has struggled going into the fourth round. Can he compete? You know, there are other golfers in there as well, Kuchar. So this tournament does mean a lot, especially within placement, because the final top 50 get into the Masters. So this is going to be an intriguing fourth and final round for a lot of golfers because it's do or die. You're trying to get into one of the biggest tournaments in the world for golf everyone wants to be at Augusta it's a big day so we'll see how that turns out for everyone it's going to be a tough challenge but can Spieth close out and win this tournament because he has struggled this season when it when and it or sorry when he goes into that fourth and final round so we'll see how everything goes i'll cover the rest of it on monday's episode and and don't forget next wednesday like i talked about i will be doing a master's episode for the podcast so tune into that as well so it will be great uh masters my pool be going over my picks over the next days just to get everything ready and I have to have everything in by the 7th but I will be discussing everything the field who I'm liking who I think is going to win uh, because the picks that I'm doing is just you know your top 10 players who you think that's going to make the most amount of money uh, for the weekend so we'll see will I be choosing a Canadian golfer well, maybe Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood would go in, but we'll all discuss that on Wednesday specific episode of the Masters. So tune in for that as well. So again, final round of the Valero Texas Open is happening tomorrow. Can Spieth close out? Can he maintain the lead, or does he have another collapse in him in the fourth and final round? So tune into that uh, tomorrow, and then I'll discuss Monday's episode, the final round. We'll see. Will Speed be in the winner's circle, or will he be on the outside looking in that we've seen many times this season? Before I get into my bracket, I'm going to discuss a little bit of English Premier League. Uh, so right now, uh, <laughs> Manchester City is just walking away with it. They're sitting at 74 points right now. Man- Manchester United is sitting at 57. So right now, I think Man City has won, unless they go 0-7 for the next and Manchester United or some of the other teams in the top go on a big win. So you know what? I think Man City has won. I think they've captured English Premier League just because of how dominant they have been. Now it's just about placement and getting ready for Champions League for next year. So Manchester United, Leicester City, Chelsea, they're all in those tight races to get into there and be qualified for uh, Champions League, which is a big term, which everyone is looking forward to seeing. You know, Chelsea, Man City, they have uh, Champions League this week for them. It is the top eight uh, for the tournament. Again, aggregate. I'll discuss more about the matchups on Monday's episode of the podcast, but that's going to be an interesting stretch. Who's going to be winning? Who's going to be winning this matchup? This, this, and this. It's going to be a good final eight uh, for this tournament. And then, like I stated for the final, it's one and done. Who wins? You know what? Is Byron repeating? Is Liverpool going to be getting back to where they were two years ago? Maybe it's Chelsea. Maybe it's Man Man City, who's been having a great season. But we'll see. Maybe Real Madrid gets there as well. 
who knows? It's going to be an interesting, but I'll discuss more on Monday's episode of the podcast. Now, going over to NCAA, uh, big shout out to Arizona upsetting UConn uh, for the women's NCAA bracket. They're on their way to the finals, which is tomorrow against Stanford. So that's another Pac-12 team there. Actually, two Pac-12 teams, if you really look at it. So they're going to be battling it out tomorrow. And then tonight, we have Baylor, who just beat Houston uh, by 17. And then we have them playing, sorry, winning by 19 against Houston, like I talked about. And then we have uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA playing the number 11 seed versus the number one seed. A lot of people have Gonzaga winning it, like yours truly. So we'll see how everything goes tonight. It's going to be a tight game right now. Gonzaga's just up by a couple, but can the number one seed squeeze it out? They're definitely facing their toughest opponent tonight in UCLA. And UCLA has taken down a lot of teams. Michigan, you know, they've been playing very, very good, especially when they just creeped in. They have been the upsetting team. I had them winning their first round. I didn't expect them to go this deep. But you know what? I fell asleep on them. I'm sure a lot of people have fell, fallen asleep on UCLA. So it would be good for them being the number 11th ranked team. Had to play in another game to get themselves in. Beating and upsetting number 6 BYU. And then just going through everyone and just playing great defense and that's what they've been doing they've been playing good d so we'll see how everything goes with gonzaga we saw what gonzaga did to my usc trojans so it's it's a match it's a matchup and you know what gonzaga is facing probably their toughest opponent and if they win they face baylor we'll see how it goes but i'm liking gonzaga to still win and you know what who knows but we already saw a number 11 team upset uh a team today and we'll see how a number 11 team does tonight as well so tune into that and i'll cover the final matchup on monday's episode of the podcast but again so far half of the final uh half of the finals is set i'll talk about more about the finals on monday's episode of the podcast so tonight's episode of the podcast i was going to start my top 25 greatest athletes of the last 25 years i was going to start with 25 to 21 um things change uh, still working on it so Monday I will be doing the first 10 of the top 25 athletes of the last 20 years and then finishing off with next Saturday's episode of the top uh, 15 Uh, just because I am getting to my 100th episode which is going to be airing next Saturday um, my episode for the Masters is not going to be included in the season just because it is a special which is going to be off charts so the next Saturday is my 100th episode and I will be finishing off with a top 15 so um, the top five, the first five I'm still working on I'm still working on the whole 25 because it is a tough list especially when you're going through that many athletes and when you're looking at it there's just so many people in the last 25 years so the last 20 years uh, so you're looking at like Ronaldo Messi you have Tiger you have Phelps you have Usain Bolt you have Christine Sinclair, you have Annika Sorenstein, you have Ronda Rousey, you have Mike Trout, you know, you got Drew Brees, you have Tom Brady, especially what Tom Brady did this season, Serena Williams, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, just so many players there, Diana Tarosi as well, Haley Wickenhauser, there's just so many, Mia Hamm, uh, Alex Morgan, all those athletes in the last 20 years, and you're trying to figure out who's going to be where, who's going to be there. Trying to figure out number one is tough. Trying to get to number 25 is tough. There's just so many tough choices for that. So tonight's top 10, um, 
It's going to be top 10 NBA, MLB teams I'm looking forward to watching for tonight. Uh, just because with MLB season just kicking off uh, earlier th this week, and we have a long season to go. There's the 10 teams that I'm looking forward to watching. I may have shown a little favoritism to one, but hey, you know what? It's my top 10 list. So here is my top 10 list of 10 NBA teams I'm looking forward to watch this season. Five, four, three, two. One, zero, all engine running, liftoff, we have a liftoff. So starting off with number 10, I'm going to go with my Boston Red Sox, just because can they improve on last year? Last year they went zero to 100 very quickly and not being very good, just because, you know, they lost pieces. They traded away Mookie, you know, they moved uh, other pieces around. COVID did not help either, especially with Eduardo Rodriguez losing uh, Chris Sale to TJ surgery, you know, it did impact. You know what? Bloom also made adjustments where he was trying to get rid of pieces, get the team under the luxury cap, and trying to get this team into a right mindset so that way they can start spending uh, spending on players to make sure the roster is set. So we'll see how that goes this season. We do have Sale coming back. Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, Rodriguez should be back as well. We'll see how Hunter Renfrew does. We'll see how uh, Alex Vertigo goes. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. No Ben Benintendi. Jackie Bradley Jr. is gone. You still have, you know, Rafael Devers. You still have Xander Bogarts. Martinez, you have Christian Vasquez, Delbac, who is showing as a young prospect, and you also have Hernandez as well. So we'll see how this team uh, turns out, but I'm liking them to watch for the season. Plus, they're my team, so I'm going to be watching them, so why not put them as number 10? Number 9, the Toronto Blue Jays. Can they live up to the hype? They sign George Springer, you have Ryu. Can this team now build on from last year? They're in a tough division. You have Tampa, you have the Yankees. Can they compete? And be able to match up with that. So we'll see how that goes. Can they live up to the hype? They're doing everything right. But can they finally get everything going in the right direction? Number eight, the Houston Astros. Well, the Houston Astros, they're on the booing train right now. The little parade. Teams are still at them for what had happened in a couple of years ago during the scandal. So we'll see how everything turns out. They did play well last year. They were, not, they were about to win away from going back to the World Series, so this roster is set. They've missed, they've lost out on pieces. Like I said, Springer is now with the Blue Jays, but can do they have enough pieces that replace those that were lost to get themselves going and back to the team that they were that was dominating in the regular season plus going to the play, uh, plus going into the playoffs. Number seven, the LA Angels. Can the Angels and Mike Trout finally do something? Can they finally get going? They spent all the money on Trout. They got these players. Can they finally do something to make Trout's career worthwhile? Because you know what? As much as he's probably the all-around best baseball player at the moment, the Angels have not been. So we'll see how this team goes. Number six, why not go with the next guy who got paid a lot of money in Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies? Can they start doing something as well? Can they be competing? Can they make the right steps? They spent the money on Bryce. They have other key pieces. Can they start going in the right direction? It would be great for Bryce to you know get over that hump, especially when your team that you left for goes on and wins the World Series. Can he finally get to a World Series? And he's got a lot of money to show, but can he help use that to help win his team to the next level? 
five, the Yankees, as much as everyone loves the Yankees, except for me, and if you're from Boston, the Yankees have spent so much money. You have Garrett Cole, you have a judge, you have Giancarlo Stanton. Can this team finally get to the World Series? What's going to be the excuse now? They've lost to the Red Sox. They've lost to the Astros. You know what? It's going to be tough. They, they are facing good teams in the playoffs. So we'll see how everything turns out. But again, you know what? You're, you're going to have to face Tampa. You'll have the Astros again. You know, we'll, we'll see what goes on. You're going to have to compete with the Blue Jays. But can the bats of the Yankees finally get them over? Or maybe the money that they spent on their pitching core, can that get them there as well? So we'll see. Uh, but that's my number five team. Number four, the Rays. Why do I have the Rays at number four? Well, we all saw what happened in the World Series. Can that happen as well? Can they get back to the World Series? Can they win? Can they stop using analytics and go with players, or go with that mindset of, yes, my player is doing well. Why take him out? Why go with that? Maybe there. The, the Braves. Well, the Braves, you know what? They played well. They were just a win away from going to the World Series. Can they get to there? Can they be competitive? Can they repeat what they did last year? Now, there are a lot of these teams that I'm putting in were getting in due to COVID plus the expanded playoffs that they had last year. So can we see that happen? Can they do it in a longer season? Can they be able to keep up? Can they get themselves going? So can the Braves do what they did last year and replicate that in a full MLB season? We'll see. Number two is going to be the Padres. Just like the Yankees spending a lot of money, the Padres have spent a lot of money in the offseason and over the last few years. Manny Machado being one of them, that $300 million contract. Can they finally live up to expectations? Can they get over the Dodgers hump and get themselves to a World Series? How about that? Can they get themselves there? Or maybe an NLCS. Can they win and get in? Can they do that? With all that money spent on that roster, can the Padres finally live up to everything that they have, especially for that? And it's going to be a long road if they cannot win because they have so much money tied up. Oh, like I stated, Manny Machado, and then plus they re-signed one of their old players as well to over another double-digit long-term, especially with a lot of money as well. And number one, why not go with the defending champions, the Dodgers? Can the Dodgers do everything right again? Can they get to the World Series? Can they repeat? They have the roster. We see what they can do. But can they do everything with this roster now within a 162-game season? Who knows? It's going to be tough. It will be. You know, David Price will be back this season. So you, Plus, you also have Kershaw. So you have players coming back who didn't want to play last year due to COVID. The season sh is was shorter last year, but now the season's longer. Can they do everything that they did right last year? And can they put that into a longer season? That's the question. Will they be able to do everything right? We saw what they did when they go to the World Series. We know that they have lost. But can they do everything right this season and maybe repeat? You know what? Last year, I talked about COVID. You know what? It was kind of an asterisk because they changed everything around for baseball. The season was shortened. The playoffs were expanded. So we'll see how this goes on going forward. But right now, the Dodgers are the number one team. So again, to go over my list of the 10 teams I'm looking to watch, 
my Red Sox, the Blue Jays, Astros, Angels, Phillies, Yankees, Rays, Braves, Padres, and the Dodgers. So all teams are going to be interesting. There's a lot of other teams that you can talk about as well. There's also the Mets. There's also the Rockies. You can also talk about the Brewers. You can talk about anyone. And right now, the season is in the early stages. So you don't know who's going to be there. And when I talk to my friends and other people about baseball, as much as April and May are great and they do make impacts on your roster and also on your record they don't determine that you're going to be in the playoffs they don't determine that you're the best team in baseball when we get to that all-star break the race for october starting in end of july august september that's when baseball is and you're going to start seeing your contenders beating out the pretenders and everything starts separating like it's the final leg of the race and that's what's going to be happening so it's going to be a good MLB season. I would like my Red Sox to win the World Series. I'd like them to get back. Trust the system. Trust them to start building everything back. Let's hope that sales back to form. Eduardo Rodriguez. Nathan Navaldi hasn't been playing badly. It's only been two games. So we'll see how everything goes and the rest of the pitching core goes. Right now, the bats have been silent. Red Sox are 0-2. That's the one thing that's scary. When your bats are silent, and you know what? It puts a lot of pressure on your pitching core. puts a lot of stress on them because you're trying to maintain the lead or even make sure that the lead that the other opponents have doesn't get extended, that you're getting more and more runs against your team where you start have to start climbing up that mountain. So we'll see, especially for my Red Sox. It's going to be a good season. So I will discuss more baseball as we get more and more into the season. So tune into that. But that is my top 10 uh, teams I'm looking forward to watch this season. Well, that's it for the podcast tonight. Um, Monday's episode, lots to cover as well. To talk the final round of the Valero Texas Open. I'll talk about the finals, the matchup from Monday night for the men's NCAA March Madness. Women's finals goes tomorrow, Stanford versus Arizona. I'll also talk my picks for NBA and NHL. Also, I'll be kicking off uh, 25 to 16 of my top 25 athletes of the last 20 years. So I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get tonight's going. Uh, like I said, still needs a little bit of work, but I will be kicking off 25 to 16 for that. And then the rest I'll be kicking off next Saturday. That is my 100th episode. Don't forget, I'll be doing a master's special on Wednesday for the podcast. Uh, so I'll be discussing my master's pool, the picks, who I'm liking, who I think is going to win the rest of the field. You know, everything's getting set up after this tournament, the Valero Open. Can Spieth close out? So I'll discuss that again on Monday. It's much more, it's much more as well in the world of sports. So tune into Monday's episode of the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your long weekend. Have yourself a great night. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. <music>